Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. I am so happy that you are here. If you are a homeschooling mama and you feel like you are a hamster running in a wheel all day long, constantly go, 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 without rest, things feel overwhelming and chaotic and stressful and tense, and you literally feel like you never have enough time in a day, well, this episode will be for you. Because in this episode, I have a special guest. Her name is Brandy, and she is a homeschooling mama, and she will be teaching you where are you wasting your time in the day? How to break down tasks so they are manageable and not overwhelming. How to habit stack to make better use of your time in the day. And how to rotate your priorities instead of trying to get it all done at once, which, as you know, leads to feeling overwhelmed. My friend, this episode is going to be so valuable and so helpful. Also, everything will be linked in the show notes to connect with Brandy. She has her own podcast for homeschooling mamas, and I would love for you to go check it out. Let's get into this episode. Hi, Brandy. I am so happy to have you on Emotionally Healthy Legacy today. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. We will be touching on homeschooling. We'll be talking about that today. But before we jump into it, I ask all my guests, what is something you've been loving lately? I have been loving everything by John Mark Comer. So he has a book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And he also has an amazing podcast that he does with a group of people called Practicing the Way that talks about different spiritual disciplines, really, really good. And he has a podcast that he's just a pastor in, I think, Portland, Oregon. And his weekly sermons are also on a podcast. And I just have been loving it. Oh my gosh, I should check him out because I have had someone recommend me his book. And I have it written down. I actually have it written down on a post-it note in my Bible. (laughs) Yes, you should check him out. He's definitely awesome, awesome stuff he puts out. That's so good, especially like having a faith-based person that, you know, he can, you know, it helps to be able to back all that up with scripture versus just like, oh, this is what the science says. Like, no, this is what the Bible says as well. So Mm. um, that's really good. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your family, where you guys from and the name of your show. Yeah. So I have my family. We live in Massachusetts. I have two boys. It's them and my husband and our animals. I've got some, a dog and some guinea pigs and a bunny and a cat. <laughs> we, all, we all reside together in Massachusetts. 
And my podcast is The Nourished Mom. And I actually, I started off as a health coach and then the Lord took me a different way. And now I coach Christian moms and really help them to build a homeschool and a home, a family unit that is all all based on Jesus, right? Everything, everything that we're doing, pointing back to Jesus is the hope, is the goal, right? Yeah. Yes. How old are your kids? They are 10 and my youngest is going to be eight next week. You are coming on my show today. We're going to be talking about how to make homeschooling easier and how to simplify it. I want to ask you, what was the most overwhelming part of starting homeschooling when you started homeschooling? What did you find most overwhelming? I don't homeschool my kids. And that's why I invited you because I don't have much to say on this topic. But when I think of homeschooling, it just like the thought of it just makes me feel overwhelmed. There's so much to do. Where do I start? Like, what was the hardest part for you? So I I kind of think that the hardest part for me is not typical to what everybody else is kind of overwhelmed with. You know, when I talk to people, I usually see that they're overwhelmed with how are we going to get all the learning in? How are my kids not going to fall behind in those types of things? And obviously that is a concern of mine. Like I want to make sure that I'm teaching my kids well, but my, the biggest thing that had have has overwhelmed me since the start, honestly, has been not getting a break, being around my kids all the time, right? I came from working at an office where, you know, although I'm around people, I get to do things the way I want to do them. I get to go to the bathroom when I want. I get to organize my desk the way I want. I get to do the things when I want to do them. And coming from that to homeschooling, I think was a huge shock. And that has been the most overwhelming part. Really the um, the process of sanctification, being around, you know, just not getting a break and having to learn, you know, the difference between what is really necessary to teach, what is necessary to be in, to have under control right now, And what is really just me being selfish, you know, wanting it my own way. And that process of the Lord teaching me has been the most beautiful part of homeschooling, really coming to terms with, you know, with my sin and has also been the most hard, difficult part of homeschooling from the start. Yeah. Yes. I can, I can totally see that because I am an introvert. I absolutely need time to myself throughout the day. Usually I create a pocket of time in the morning before my family gets up and then a pocket in the afternoon when my daughter naps. And even when my kids did not nap, I still had quiet time for my kids in the afternoon and used that time to have some time for myself because I needed to have a pocket of time to just like be myself. And I can see how homeschooling definitely can be really challenging for moms when they don't really get a break throughout the day. And let's say their husbands are either deployed or I've talked to multiple military moms and they're like, I'm homeschool my kids because it's just easier with all the moving. And also like she doesn't get a break and that does mm-hmm. make things even more challenging. So that is totally understandable. We are going to be talking today about how to manage time better as a homeschooling mom. So tell me, where do you 
feel like a lot of moms waste their time when it comes to homeschooling since you coach moms that are homeschooling and like, where could they use that time more wisely? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of, I almost, this is hard to say a lot of wasted time is in planning and not to say, I don't think that planning is good. I think that planning is good. Right. But I think that a lot of times we over plan And so we'll make, you know, I see some moms that are actually, this might be their thing and they're good at it, but they'll plan out a whole year. But Mm -hmm. then some other moms try to do that and it ends up being wasted time because then they realize like, oh, actually this doesn't work for my kids. So especially when you're starting, not knowing what type of learning styles are going to work, what your family is going to need for rhythms and routines. If you spend all that time planning right off the bat, a lot of it's going to be wasted because you didn't learn what your family actually needed. You didn't learn what was going to work first. So I definitely am one to say, don't plan too far in advance, especially in the beginning. Once you get it down and you know more, then yes, you can make bigger plans farther into the future. But when you're first starting, I say it's best to take a small chunk of time like plan out maybe a month, a week, see how it goes and then reevaluate and and then further your plans because a lot of time can be wasted with these great big ideas that just are not going to work for your family. That makes so much sense. I personally am not a person that plans ahead that much far. I oftentimes like do things last minute, which is so funny cuz I'm a stress coach (laughs) that stresses (laughs) me out to do things last minute. But when I do plan like a week in advance or something, that makes me feel a lot more prepared and less stressed out. Definitely. But you said a year in advance. I'm like, oh, Oh, no idea what would happen in a year. I could not plan a year in advance. I'm right there with you. And, you know, I've just found that when I try to make those plans, like I said, it's like they don't work out because it wasn't what I needed or it wasn't what my kids needed. It was like that idealistic thinking, like this sounds great on paper. And, you know, like we had, me and my husband had a conversation recently, you know, on hard days, sometimes he'll say, well, maybe we should reconsider homeschooling. And he's like, it sounds like you don't like it. And I'm like, what's just today? But I'm like, no, listen, I love the idea of homeschooling. But no, in all honesty, I do love homeschooling and it's been an amazing journey. But that idea, like we have these great ideas of what it's going to look like and we can plan for those ideas. And sometimes it's just not realistic. We have to plan for where our family is, where God wants us, where we are. You know, we have to be realistic. That's a great point. And do you feel like there's other things that moms waste their time in like day to day? you know, homeschooling days, where do you feel like other times where they just, maybe the time could be spent wiser? I mean, definitely social media and Mm. entertainment. I don't want to say that those things don't serve a purpose. You know, I think that, you know, Facebook is great for connecting and once in a while I will find myself back on there. But I, I find myself, if I have Facebook on my phone, I will waste a lot of time on there. Mm. And it's not even like, even if it's not a huge portion of time, it's where my mind is going, right? Like we have so many things that can be 
that are just better for us to be thinking about than what so-and-so is doing on their weekend. And not to say like, yes, it's a great connection tool sometimes, but we have like real life people in front of us right now that need our attention. And I think that social media is just really distracting. Even like my phone, even like regular text messages I think can be a time waster. And I try to like chunk it into like, okay, like I'll turn off my notifications and then answer all of my texts, you know, after lunch or a certain designated time. So I'm not constantly looking at every time I get a text and trying to answer because that can take up a lot of time. You know, I think really now that we're into it, you know, talking about like setting aside that that space of time for answering texts or for going on social or for whatever, prioritizing our time, like having those blocks of time for like, this is when I'm going to do that. So you can stay focused on that one thing. Like, listen, if I'm going to answer my text messages, I want to answer them. Well, if I'm going to go on social media, I want to do it. Well, I don't want to just scroll mindlessly. I'm going to go on there and message the people I need to message. So having that, like being intentional about the things we need to do. Such great points. And I'm a big proponent of not having social media on your phone because it's so easy to get distracted with it. So Mm -hmm. easy. If it's there, you're just so drawn towards your phone and pick it up. Do this. Delete social media for a week off your phone and your phone will feel useless. (laughs) I'm not joking. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I felt like right away when I first deleted social media off my phone. I'm like, I pick up my phone. I'm like, oh, there's nothing to do. Okay, I'll put it down. And like even deleting like YouTube app because I would try to watch videos on YouTube to stimulate myself. And my biggest thing is I would try to listen to something in my ear with a headpiece while I'm trying to manage my kids. And then I'm trying to listen to something and concentrate there and feel pulled in multiple directions at the same time. And that would contribute to me feeling triggered mm. and overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Definitely. I think that multitasking is a waste of time. Like I was saying, I think it's just, we can get things done more efficiently and be more focused if we have this block of time where, okay, this is where we're going to do the lessons. This is where I'm going to connect with my kids. And then, you know what? I have 15 minutes so I can decompress and listen to that podcast. And I'm going to do both of those things well, mm-hmm. you know, instead of trying to do them both at the same time. Yes, yes. And that leads us to, you're here to tell us three specific tips for time management for busy homeschooling moms. I'm sure we already mentioned some of them as we were talking, but let's walk through them step by step. What is tip number one? Yes. So my most favorite, most effective tip is routine blocking. So basically you're building routines. And The thing about routines is that they're effective for moms. They're effective for everybody, right? We we thrive when we know what's coming next. We thrive when we know how to do something well. So take even like cleanup time, right? So if we know I'm going to clean the kitchen first, you're going to clean the living room or whatever, however you get it set up. When you do the same thing over and over again every day for that routine, everybody knows what's expected of them. Everybody gets really good at what their job is, right? So that works for chores, that works for school, that works for really anything that we want to do. When you are doing the same routine over and over again, you get really good at what you're doing and you become more effective and you do it well. So routines help me the most. And the way that I use routines, I don't love to be stuck to a schedule, especially like as a homeschooler, like I don't have to be stuck to a schedule for the most part. Like, yes, some days we have appointments or we have things that we have to do at a certain time, but 
I don't have to be like, we have to be at the bus at seven. We have to be here at this time. We have to be here at this time. So we can have that ability to have a more relaxed day, a day that we can, you know, be led by the things that are interesting to us or be led by where we're needed if a friend needs us or something like that. And with routine blocking, instead of going by the time, we can go by the routines. Instead of saying like, we have to be done with breakfast by eight o'clock, we have a breakfast routine that can be plugged in wherever it needs to be. So if the morning went completely wrong, with air quotations, you have that flexibility to be like, hey, we're still going to eat breakfast and we're still going to do our routine, no matter if it happens at eight or it happens at 10. Same thing for your school routine. Ideally, maybe we want to get it done at 11, but we decided to go out for a walk or we decided that one of the kids was having a tantrum and we had to change the plan but we can still get that school routine in. We can still be effective with that and do it the way that we know how to do it best and plug it in later in the day. So when we create these routines, we have the ability to put them in the day where they fit and block them where they go best for that particular day. Mm -hmm. So I would say routines and using that routine blocking is what I teach my clients when we go through how to build an effective homeschool is what I teach. I have time blocking schedule in a sense. So I have like the morning block when I get up before the kids spend time with God and then get my kids ready for school. I drop them off because I don't homeschool my kids. And then I come home and I have a block of time where I get some chores done around the house, either go for a walk. I try to get an exercise in. And so like I have that morning block and then I have my work block and then I have my after school block. I pick up the kids and we do Mm -hmm. after school stuff. And so I feel like being a little bit flexible and being able to move it like an hour here and there that helps because like even with my daughter sometimes she goes to a nap at 12 30 sometimes it's at 1 30 and right. we're able to kind of adjust but then we still know let's say that block of time two hours when she naps is still coming especially for like stay at home or homeschooling moms because kids don't always cooperate right and it doesn't mean that all of a sudden the structure to our day is completely gone and it's chaos It just means that we can plug these things in where they work for that day. That's great. What about tip number two? Task partitioning. So task partitioning is when you take a larger task and you break it into smaller, more manageable tasks. And I do this with everything, right? So even if you look at like, say my cleaning, and then you're looking at my bathroom, it could take me 35 minutes to clean the whole bathroom. But I don't normally get 35 minutes uninterrupted. Like if I put my kids on screens, maybe, which, you know, no shame there. Sometimes that's warranted, but but I don't want to be doing that every day. So how can I make that work? So what I do is I break it into smaller tasks. Like I know I can clean the toilet in five minutes. I can even like the way I, I clean my shower, I don't clean it all at once. I don't have to really scrub my shower well. It was going to take me like a half an hour. I don't have that half an hour. Or maybe I don't want to say I don't have that half an hour because we choose how we spend our time. But I don't want to spend that half an hour cleaning my tub. So I instead break it into smaller sections. I do a five-minute section every time I'm going to jump in the shower. It makes it way more manageable. So I don't have to find that 30 minutes. So I do that with cleaning. I do that with working out. 
you know, like instead of doing a 30 minute workout, I'm going to do like a 10 minute workout and a 10 minute workout, or just do, you know, squats when I get dressed or whatever, but breaking our bigger tasks into smaller, more manageable tasks can be the difference between getting them done and not getting them done. Right. Because when it seems overwhelming and we can't find that time to do it, we're not going to do it. But if we can break it into smaller, manageable tasks, we're more likely to get the things done, stay up on the things that we want to stay up on and, you know, get it done. Yeah, I like that idea. For me, I wipe down the toilet every couple of days with a baby wipe or a Clorox wipe and then use a scrub brush to scrub it inside. So then most of the time it doesn't get too dirty. So just somewhat maintain it or have some wipes next to the sink and wipe down the sink. And so, and it doesn't take as much work and then it doesn't become as overwhelming. Okay. The idea of doing squats randomly in the day sounds great. Practically speaking, that's not something I would do yet. When it comes to working out, I, if I look at the YouTube video and I see 40 minutes, I can't, it's just too much, yeah. but there are some YouTube channels that I really like that are like 10 minute videos. I'm like, oh, I can do 10 minutes. I can commit 10 minutes. That's not that much. You know, there's a YouTube channel called Fit with Sally. And I really like that channel because it's like a lot of the videos are up to 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. And it a lot of times don't even need any weights. And it's just nice and easy. And like, it's just, I can like, oh, I can do that 10 minutes. I can do that. But when it's like a big, it's better and it's better than nothing. Sometimes I have a little bit extra time and I will do another video right afterwards. And, um, I like the idea of just breaking the tasks into smaller chunks and you have a little bit of time, do some, cut some vegetables for dinner tonight. So then it's not as big and overwhelming later on. Yes, definitely. I do. I actually, at every night at dinner, we all will cut up something and like cut the whole thing up. Like one child will like cut up all of the broccoli. So then we're not cutting up like tomorrow night we have broccoli already cut up. Right. Mm. And like one kid the next day will cut up all the carrots. So it's like, it just makes the, the task of cooking dinner a lot easier when you don't have to cut up broccoli, carrots, onions, and garlic or whatever you're cooking with. So we do that. We'll like just take one vegetable, cut it all up, and then we have it for the whole week. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that goes really good with task partitioning is habit stacking. So are you familiar with that? Yes. Yes, of like adding a new habit that you want to create to an existing habit. And that can work well. Like I mentioned the shower, right? Like I only want to scrub the shower for five minutes because it really, it feels like nothing. You know, I can add five minutes into my shower and it's not really changing my day much. So I just add that habit of scrubbing the shower into my habit of taking the shower way easier. You said the thing, not wanting to do the squats, but I honestly do even like, say it's not squats, say it's like, sometimes I'll put on like one of my favorite worship songs and take that four minutes to like decompress. Like I can take four minutes while I'm getting dressed and probably no one will notice But it's a lot easier for me to take four minutes when I'm getting dressed than to like set aside another 20 minutes that I really could use in the middle of the day to have some quiet time. Not to say like I I do that as well, but the four minutes is helpful. It's something that like I might need time with the Lord right now. I might be getting stressed and I don't necessarily need to go sit down and read and journal and do the whole thing. I can just take that four minutes and sit with the Mm -hmm. Lord and listen to a song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I can. That is a great tip. 
And if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed out, go to your room, lay down on your bed, turn on a worship song, close your eyes, and just listen to the worship song just mm-hmm. for a little bit. And take those four minutes and you're going to be feeling better afterwards, for sure. Definitely. And what is the third tip? So it's the strategy of rotation. So thinking about, you know, as a busy mom, it's really hard to do all the things, all the things that you feel like you should do, all the things that you feel like are expected of you, all the things that you want to do. I mean, how many of us feel like we have all the things done all the time? Like, I don't know, probably none. Nobody. (laughs) Right? Because it's really impossible to do all the things. So something that I really like to do is to rotate. So say I have like, a block of time in the morning. Well, let's say we're talking about my morning routine. So I like to ideally in the morning, I want to read my Bible. I want to pray and I want to exercise in an hour. Sometimes that's not going to happen because sometimes, you know, my kids are going to wake up earlier than I want them to earlier than expected. And I'm going to need to be on and engage with them. And so what I really try to do is have like a priority for that day. Like today I know that I need to really pray. Like I need to get really into it. I need to be with the Lord. Or one day it might be, I'm feeling like I need to get into the word more today. Like that's taking precedence over prayer today. Hopefully I get them all done, but I'd like to have a priority because in many days it doesn't happen where I get prayer, Bible study and exercising done in that hour. So if I know my body is not feeling good, I'm gonna prioritize exercising and get it done and then and then i'm going to pray and then i'm going to do my other stuff rotating those right so today i feel like i really need the exercise or maybe it's a whole week that i feel like every day i need to pray but rotating those three things having one as the priority so then you know i'm doing really what i feel is needed what god is calling me to i don't have to do them all every single day you know i don't have to exercise every single day i would love to I don't have to get into a big Bible study every day. I would love to spend 20 minutes studying every single morning. Sometimes it doesn't happen. But having that rotation really helps me to feel balanced because I'm still getting them in on a regular basis and filling up with those things. Another example would be like in the morning before we go, usually before we have breakfast, I have like an hour of time with the kids. Sometimes we do schoolwork and we we get that done in the morning. Sometimes we go on a hike and sometimes we just play. So there's like three things I rotate in that hour. So then it's like, it's not like we're never getting outside. It's not like we're never playing. We're, we're rotating these three things because they're all of equal importance to us. You know, so we rotate them in that block, depending on what's needed that day, depending on where I feel the Lord is calling us, depending on what, you know, the kids need. Yes, I like that. I like the rotation tip. That one's a really good one. What tips do you have for reducing overwhelm as a new homeschooling mom? So a mom who is either transitioning to homeschooling or this is her first year with like young little ones, like what are, what is like a tip for you that you have for her to reduce overwhelm? I think the, one of the most important things is to really know your priorities and know your goal. So this can be like on a larger scale, thinking of say, like thinking of your homeschool, what is the goal of your homeschool? Is the goal of your homeschool to teach your kids you know, the ways of Jesus? Is the goal of your homeschool 
to make sure you're doing everything in a specific order. You know, I feel like you have, as a family, you will have certain goals. Get You need to get really clear on what your goals are. And when you start to write them out and think about them, some of the things that you think are really important, like getting things done in a specific order, start to seem really not important when you write them down and you start thinking about them. And knowing, like, so say we can say that, you know, our goal is to teach our kids about Jesus. Having that overarching goal that you know, that you're clear on, that you've spoken out loud, that you've talked to your husband about, that you've talked to your kids about can really give you perspective during the day when maybe things seem out of control, when the kids aren't doing what you want them to. So your your reaction would be to maybe yell or get upset with them. But then you go back to like, wait, what is my goal? To teach them about Jesus. Okay. Mm. So by me trying to control everything they're doing or yelling at them, is that teaching them about Jesus right now? You know, it gives you like a point to go back to. So knowing your overarching goal. And then also, like I said, like knowing your priority for the day. Like some days I know that my priority is I need to get into the word and I need to be in there like full focus, like doing a big study because I know the Lord is calling me to that today. I know that's what I need. But then on other days, my priority might be my kids like need that connection time with me today. So I sit down every day and go over like, what are my priorities for tomorrow? Like I know that maybe there's a friend that needs to be helped and I need to reach out to them. But to have like a couple priorities for the day can really help you when things don't go the way you planned, right? To know Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to ditch that stuff and we're going to go make sure we get the priority done. And then if there's time after, we can pick that other stuff back up again. But you get rid of that feeling that it all has to be done all the time when you know what's most important. Yes, I like that. I like that. Well, like when you have a priority that helps you stay focused and when life feels overwhelming for wellness, like you're thinking of all these things I have to do and I have to do this and this and this and this and this. And that's what contributes to feeling overwhelmed. But when you come back to even having it written down on paper Mm -hmm. in the morning or the night before, what's my priority for the day? Like you look back at that, you're like, oh, that's right. So all the other things don't really matter as much. And this is what I decided is the priority and what I need to focus on. Thank you so much for all your uh, support and guidance and clarity and just tips for moms that are homeschooling, that are maybe struggling a little bit on this journey. I want to ask you, what is one thing that you want these mamas that are listening to this episode to walk away with today? I think the most important thing, what I'm so passionate about is that to do this with Jesus, right? We have these plans and these ideas and they can be really good and they can be great. But if we don't always bring it back to Jesus, we're going to get overwhelmed. We're going to lose our way. We're going to go down the wrong path. And not to say, even when we're walking with Jesus and we're doing it with him, we go down the wrong path sometimes. But having that focus on God right? Making sure you set aside that time for him to be in relationship with him, to ask him for his guidance. That is the key because we're all searching, right? We're all searching for more peace in our homes, for more love in our relationships. We're all searching for all of these things. And we're looking in all these different places, right? If I could just get my 
If maybe if we could just homeschool as a family, that's going to solve our problem. We're going to be closer. If we could just, you know, get the kids to obey in this area, or if I could just get that workout in that I need, I'd feel better about myself. But the truth is all, everything good comes from Jesus. So if we start there, he's going to show us which ways to go, which things to do. We're going to be in a conversational relationship with him where he can guide us, where the spirit can guide us, right? We're told that the Holy Spirit is our guide. And I just believe that it really all has to start there. If we want the best of what God has, if we want the best for our families, it's going to start with submitting to Jesus and making that time for him. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Where can our listeners connect with you? The Nourished Mom podcast is where you will find me. I would love to give you guys a free freebie as well to help moms figure out their priorities with Jesus. I have a workbook that I can give you to link in the show notes. And yeah, the podcast is where I hang out. So you'll find me there. Yes. And we'll have all of that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on to Emotionally Healthy Legacy today. Yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you are a homeschooling mama, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you found it really helpful. Brandy has rebranded her podcast since we recorded this episode and the name of her new podcast is Revival Homeschool. So I would love for you to go check it out and listen to it and I will have everything linked in the show notes to connect with Brandy. So here are the takeaways from this podcast episode. Social media is a massive time waster. To support yourself, turn off the notifications to limit your distractions or even delete the social media apps off your phone. Number two is use task blocking instead of trying to multitask. Have designated blocks of time to get specific things done. Number three is break up big tasks into smaller tasks that you can complete in smaller chunks. For example, she talked about bathroom cleaning, wiping down the counters, or cleaning the toilet quickly while the kids are taking a bath, or cleaning the shower for five minutes instead of taking all 30 minutes to do that and just do a portion of the shower when you're taking a shower. All right, the next one is use habit stacking. Add a new habit to an existing habit to make it easier for you to remain consistent. And the last one is have three priorities for your time blocking. And if you are low on time, rotate those priorities. So this morning, if you want to get three things done, working out, reading the Bible and praying, and if you don't have time to get them all done, what is the one priority that you're going to focus on that day? So pick one for the day. My friend, I also want to share with you a book that I think you might find really helpful, and it is called Just Too Busy, Taking Your Time taking your family on a radical sabbatical. So I read this book, oh my gosh, years and years and years ago. I heard about it on Focus on the Family. They were interviewing the author. This was a long time ago before my kids were even in sports activities. And it's to the mama who feels just too busy, that she's literally running like a hamster in a wheel, constantly doing, doing, doing things. Everything feels overwhelming. Everything really feels stressful. So this book is totally for you, my friend. So check out this book. And right now, as I am recording it, it's like really cheap. It's like less than five bucks on Amazon that you can order and get the paperback copy. And 
I am so thankful that you are here and you're showing up week after week. If you found this podcast helpful, this episode helpful, share it. Share it with another mom, a homeschooling mom, that you also benefit from this episode. Thank you, my friend, for being here. Until next time. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.